How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Breeze is completed. Passes to eight different receivers already. He starts in the shotgun. Drops back. Looks to the far sideline. Wide open. Traquan Smith. And Traquan Smith is going to go to the end zone. Drew Brees has done it. You have just witnessed history, New Orleans. Drew Brees is the NFL's all-time leading passer. And jumping off an hour or two here of a sports talk, future Hall of Famer, former Saints quarterback Drew Brees, now Coach Brees, assistant interim coach with Purdue, his alma mater. Sounds good. He's got a nice ring to it, Coach Brees. <laughs> you know what? I'm 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 used to hearing it from my uh, from my kids and their friends when I'm coaching their their flag football teams, you know, or their other sports. But uh, yeah, this is a uh, it's a lot of fun. So, what led to this decision? Was this you reaching out to Purdue? I know you've got great love for your uh, former school. Or did they reach out to you, or both? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was both. Um, so, you know, Purdue Purdue had a great season this year. Um, uh, won the Big Ten West, and, and obviously played Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Which, actually, my family and I all all were there in Indianapolis to, to watch them play and. Um, you know, it was one of those moments uh, where I, I think at the, at the time you felt like, all right, you know, we got Coach Jeff Brom in place as our head coach has been for, you know, uh, five years, really put the program in a great position, you know, and, uh, you know, go to the Big Ten, win the Big Ten West, go to the Big Ten Championship game, and then all of a sudden, you know, he leaves the next day to go to, to, go to Louisville, which, you know, that was his alma mater. Um, his entire family has played there. I think his father still lives in uh, – Louisville so you know they tried to get him a few years previous so I think we knew that you know his heart was obviously you know pulling him that direction and so you know he took that job and and we're thankful for all that he did for the program but you know he he was taking a lot of the coaching staff with him and um, so obviously I'm very in tune with what's happening with Purdue football and athletics and um, have a have a a tight relationship with a lot of the, the guys in the athletic department there and so we, uh, I, I said, look, if you guys need any help, um, I'm willing to, to be in whatever capacity you need to, to get you through the bowl game and until you, you know, can identify the next head coach. And the irony was they had already had internal conversations about, uh, you know, asking me to do that as well. So um, uh, obviously the interest was there on my part, and and they ended up uh, having both the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator uh, commit to staying through the bowl game. Um, so Brian Brom is is Jeff Brom's uh, brother, is going to be the interim head coach calling the plays. We got our defensive coordinator Mark Hagan, who will be there, and then I'm coming in, I guess with the title of quarterback coach, but really offensive assistant. Um, I have the ability to to be on the field, um, giving instruction, uh, and and doing a lot of things as, as any coach would. But 
also with recruiting um, and in that capacity through the bowl game. So here we are, Coach Breeze, for a couple weeks. Uh, I get to, <laughs> to fly to Orlando. Um, actually flying to West Lafayette to, to uh, go through game planning and practices with the team. And then we all get uh, to go see our families for Christmas and then headed to Orlando uh, for bowl preparations to get ready to play the Tigers on uh, January 2nd in Orlando. Drew, uh, how'd your kids take this news? I know that you've pointed out they're big LSU fans. How'd they take this news? I mean, look, we're all big. We're all big LSU fans, right? I mean, you, you know, you, you live, live down in, live down in uh, Southeast Louisiana for long enough, man. It's hard not to be right. I, I think there's such a blend in the uh, fandom, you know, between the, the Houdat nation and, and Tiger nation. Um, so yeah, my, my kids born and raised in New Orleans, man, they love the Tigers. Right. So it's funny. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in this situation now and, um, uh, you know, where I, I would, I would assume that blood would be thicker than water, you know, with, with this matchup, Purdue and, uh, and, uh, and LSU. But I think my, my, I didn't realize that that, that's, that, uh, that bayou water is pretty thick and might be thicker <laughs> than the blood. So I think, I think the kids might be, <laughs> they might be one tempted to have their uh you know their purple and and, and, and gold on but now look it, it's uh i got so much respect for brian kelly and for uh that the entire lsu um organization and um I, look I, I i've got so many relationships there with coaches um and and so many others you know from uh the president to the athletic director to to everybody so um I think this is just this is an opportunity to play against one of the best programs in the country. So a great honor for Purdue and the fact that, you know, I have a chance to impact our student athletes, you know, our football players. Um, we coaching and mentorship here over the next few weeks and then have a chance to game plan and kind of get back in the mix a little bit and walk the sidelines opposite the Tigers. Uh, this will be this will be a lot of fun, but a uh, ton of respect for LSU and Coach Kelly. And obviously we're going to enjoy this one. Drew, a lot of your peers are getting into coaching. Uh, we saw Jeff Saturday jump in as an interim coach with the Colts. Is this? I know this is an interim basis now, but could this turn into not necessarily maybe something with Purdue, but uh, is this something that you're maybe willing to consider going forward as a long-term career opportunity coaching? No. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, is, this is just this is just a short-term thing. And, and like I said, this, this came about just with, with uh, Coach Brom leaving. Um, and us being in a position where, um, you know, we were trying to fill the gap, you know, between now and uh, after the bowl game. Um, you know, Purdue has already gone through the search uh, for the next head coach, and, and we've actually just announced it yesterday that we're hiring Ryan Walters, who is the defensive coordinator at Illinois, as our next head coach. 36 years old. Um, I had a great conversation with him yesterday and today, actually. Um, I love what he's going to do for the program. He brings a ton of energy, passion, great leadership. His players love him. Um, he plays a really aggressive uh, uh, defensive style um, that I know his players love. I think that'll be a great change for Purdue, um, who's always been so offensive-driven, I think. Um, now, that's not to say we're not going to still play a very explosive brand of uh, you know, uh, offensive football, um, but because uh, we will. I think that's that's been our hallmark. Um, but I, I don't think pe- most people know – the tradition of quarterbacks and defensive ends that we have at Purdue University. They call it the cradle of quarterbacks and the den of defensive ends. But we've had uh, quite a few over the last 20, 25 years go to the NFL, have long, successful careers, win world championships. Um, so 
just want to continue that legacy, excited about Coach Walters coming in, and really this opportunity for me as a coach is just for the next couple of weeks. I have a chance to uh, mentor and coach uh, our, our team, guys that will continue to build this program for years to come. Um, and, you know, game plan to go win a football game, um, but really I think just kind of stabilize and continue to put our program in a position to succeed once Coach Walters can come in and take over. Yeah, that Bob Greasy guy was pretty good uh, in the NFL. Right? And that Purdue, and, man, I can remember, I'm old enough, I remember Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips played at, at Purdue, and then Jim Everett played uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Drew, uh, I don't know if you heard the comments from Alvin Kamara today when they were asking him about you, and he was like, man, Drew just bored. He needs something to do. He needs something to eat up his time. So he said that's why that's why he's getting into this coaching thing. So I thought it was a great comment. Uh, we, have, we have the clip. Let's, okay. let's let Drew hear it. This is Alvin Kamara earlier today talking about Coach Drew Brees. I don't know. You just told me he just got a coaching gig. I think Drew bored. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you're bored. But I don't know. I think, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll do good. I don't know. With the helmet on, I think he's a great coach. I don't know how he's going to do with a headset on. We'll see. So you heard Alvin make the comment uh, about it, and, and it, man, some long hours. You you understand uh, as being a coach, it, it's no eight to four, eight to five job. It's a long time, but also you got an opportunity a year ago at NBC to cover Notre Dame, so you got to see Brian Kelly and that scheme that he had put together there, and then coming to LSU, different players. But you sort of got to know Brian a little bit in, in doing those uh, Notre Dame games. Uh, I, I did, and I really liked BK. And uh, I right when he took the job with LSU, I, I felt like that was going to be a good fit and a good match. Um, I think he brings a high level of, of organization and structure um, to a place where you, you know that you've got an incredible – you know, crop of talent, you know, on, a, on an annual basis that comes through um, and the opportunity to really build with your program and with the assistant coaches and the schemes, um, not just a winner, but but obviously a team that's going to be competing for championships on a regular basis, which um, I know that the excitement level is at an all-time high, especially after that that big Alabama win. You know, that was, a I think, a big hallmark accomplishment for kind of the, the beginning of his tenure um, there with LSU. Um, so, Look, I uh, I think that that, that kind of adds an element to this, you know, that, that that's you know kind of fun. I think had you told us both last year when we were sitting in production meetings, you know, <laughs> giving yeah. a Notre Dame game, Notre Dame game, that we'd be walking the sidelines opposite of each other, uh, you know, a year later, I think we'd both kind of have a good chuckle over that. Your thoughts on um, Aiden O'Connell announcing that you know he won't play in the bowl game, and neither will Charlie Jones. Man, Charlie put up. Uh, great numbers this year for Purdue, and and so out your you know your number one quarterback, also your top receiver, and so you that there's some pieces there. This sort of looks like kind of what happened, you know, when Coach O wasn't going to coach the bowl game, and Coach Davis comes in, and he was like, "Hey, Mike, all I can do is coach the dudes that are here that want to be here." Yeah, that's exactly right, and and honestly, it's. Uh... It's this, the guys that are playing in this bowl game, a lot of them are the guys that are, are going to continue to build the foundation for our program moving forward. Um, I'm excited to work with Austin, Austin Burton. Now, now he's a, he's a redshirt senior, but you know, we've got, um, you know, three other quarterbacks on the roster. Um, in addition to, you know, probably a recruit or two, you know, they're going to come in and, and fight for the job next year and, um, you know, compete to, to be, 
you know, the, the, the leader of, of what's going to be an explosive offense for Purdue next year. So, look, my, the opportunity I have to be able to not only coach them, but impart wisdom uh, and, and uh, certainly some knowledge and experience, you know, from playing the position, not only that, just, just to, uh, we've got a, a really good group of young skill players that really this opportunity for me was all about having a chance to influence the young guys and the guys that are going to continue to be around, certainly the guys that are getting ready to go into the draft process, um, to have an opportunity to, to be a resource for them as well. Um, I've been in contact with Aiden for the last few years, you know, as he's kind of traveled his, you know, the, the journey that he's traveled to, to get to where he is, you know, he, he, he was a former walk-on yeah. at Purdue. That's a hell right? of a ride who, for him. Yeah. Who, uh, who battled through injury, who, um, you know, multiple quarterback competitions to finally getting his chance to be the guy kind of midway through last year. And, you know, his accomplishments have been uh, unbelievable. Um, and then to get a guy like Charlie Jones, who, you know, he was a transfer from Iowa. Nobody had ever heard of Charlie Jones until he got to Purdue. And they start, you know, he develops that rapport with Aiden and they start putting up the numbers they're putting up. And, I mean, he was our go-to guy. And, and to watch the season that he had, um, I think there's uh, – yeah, I think for not only what the mark that they left on our program, and, and I think the message that it also sends that, man, we are – we're always going to be in a position to compete and we're always going to play, in a, play a very exciting brand of football. Um, I think for me, too, being a guy who was a former Purdue player is still so tight with all the guys that I played with. We have such a great uh, you know, alumni base when it comes to our, our former football players. Many of them have gone on to be really successful in you know, a lot of different you know, businesses and industries, and yet they always come back and want to, want to help. With, with the program, uh, support the program, support the guys that um, are either entering, you know, the workforce or, or looking to, to continue to play the game at the next level. Um, so I think I'm just a representative of all those guys um, and the support that we all have for, for our program. Drew Brees backed small sliders opening up in Slidell, another Morero location coming soon. Hey, you got your hands in all kinds of things, huh, Drew? Man, Drew, they, they had one open during the summer in Thibodeau. Uh, so, man, small sliders breaking out all over. Looks pretty good. I know. We've got one up in Shreveport. We've got two in Baton Rouge. Uh, let's see, Thibodeau, yep. We just opened up in Slido yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of things happening with smalls. We are, uh, we're going to be we're gonna be building out the rest of Louisiana here very quickly. Um, we've got a bunch of great franchisees lined up. And, uh, you know, we, as much as we want to kind of just, you know, slow that down and be methodical, it's hard because everybody's craving it. Everybody wants small sliders. So, we're uh, we're going to build that. We're, we're building that franchise concept, and and uh, it's building out Louisiana first, and then we'll be throughout the southeast. Um, but yes, very excited about Smalls. If you haven't tried it, you got to slide through. Yes, indeed. And man, listen, I got two grandkids that man, they love the shakes. That, that that's the thing for them. Pop, hey, the the hamburger, hey, that's one thing, and the waffle fries. But them shakes, that that's something else. Your thoughts on Sean Payton? Because. What Alvin talked about you, man, he's bored. Uh, you know, Sean got him a little gig over the weekend and, and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's becoming more and more obvious. Sean would like to return. And, uh, you know, once you get it, I live next to a former NFL coach who had coached for over 40 years. And some, Mike is the worst narcotic you ever have is once you get into it, it's hard to get away. He said, I smoked for over 50 years. It was much harder for me to get away from coaching than it was for me to give away smoking cigarettes. 
your thoughts on Sean and, you know, his look into the future? Because he's going to have a lot of people coming after him after the season's over with. Yeah, look, he, he, he will be he will be very sought after. Um, and if and when he chooses to come back, um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be the right opportunity at the right time, you know, and, and who knows when that'll be. Um, I think that uh, Sean probably has the perspective that I do, you know, to a certain extent, which, you know, I, I obviously, um, you know, he he stepped away, you know, uh, not because it was the end of his career like I did, but at the same time, you you kind of have a year uh, to reflect and, um, you know, kind of still be a part of the game, but in a different capacity. Obviously, he's working for Fox right now, just like I worked for NBC last year. Um, so you still have an opportunity to be around the game and, and talk about it and just show a love and a passion for it. But, um, man, it, it's, I think it is hard as a coach. You know, I've had coaches in my family, you know, my grandfather specifically, who coached high school football in Texas for 38 years. It's just, it's just who they are. It's in their blood. You know, once a coach, always a coach. Um, but you can do that in different capacities. Like for me, I said, I, I would, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to become a college coach or an NFL coach, but man, every, every day of the week, I'm looking to coach my kids, coach their friends, you know, have an opportunity to help out here and there with, you know, my friends or others that I know that are, that are coaching that are just looking for some assistance. So I, I think it's really the opportunity to impact the opportunity to mentor um, the opportunity to strive for, for something. It's a great thing about sports and especially team sports. You know, you're usually striving for, you know, some sort of accomplishment or achievement or championship. And so you just, you know, everything that you do, you just pour your, your, your time and your focus and your energy into that. And it's amazing at the end if you're able to achieve that, um, just what that journey meant to all those around you. Drew Brees, interim assistant with Purdue, former Saints, uh, former Saints quarterback. Drew, um, you mentioned you don't want to do this long term. So, what is the plan for you um, after you get done with this uh, Purdue interim vacancy? And, and if you could, uh, we could ask this all the time. What's wrong with the Saints? Can you help us with that? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm, I, I've got plenty on my plate right now. I'm, I'm staying, I'm staying very busy, <laughs> raising, raising kids. You know, helping to coach them, uh, being, you know, doing a little carpool. Um, you know, opening up small sliders, right, and walk-ons, right. That's that's keeping that's keeping me plenty busy. True. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. We'll, go, go, go. I got no Christian got a hat on to that. Yeah, just what do you what do you make of the Saints at four and nine? Uh, I know uh, you're a big fan of Dennis Allen. I know you you love that franchise. Yeah, I mean, they're not a four and nine team, but they're four and nine, right? And and I think that's that's probably the that's the disappointing part. I mean, look, I I still feel it you know, along with the guys in the locker room, you know, your, your heart hurts, you know, and obviously have tight relationships with so many of those guys and, and guys on the staff too, you know, and it's, it's such a grind. You work so hard for it. And so to, to, to not feel like you're getting the results you want is, is disappointing. Um, I mean, I think we'll look back on this season and say we could very easily have been an 11 win team or a 12 win team. You know, it's just one thing here, one thing there, and it's not all the same thing. You know, it's but it's one or two things in each game that that, that cost you, and uh, you know, in a in a in a in a business where you know, win, the difference between winning and losing is, is just such a fine line. Um, you know, I, I think there's still 
the, the, the solutions are, are still in the locker room though. You know, it's not, it's not like you're sitting here saying we got to start over or, you know, we need a bunch of new pieces. I don't, I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah. Drew, uh, I'm going to get a Drew Brees evaluation now. Give it to me on Bryce Young from Alabama, Caleb Williams at USC. I know you've seen these two guys uh, over the last couple years and uh, the talents that they're going to be bringing to the NFL very soon, uh, Bryce in 2023 and then uh, Bobby Heath saying Novena's over here, but Caleb Williams for 2024. Uh, but your thoughts on, on Bryce and, and Caleb as uh, as prospects for the NFL? Yeah, I I haven't uh you know Caleb is is I feel like is uh kind of a slightly different offense. Um you know just just from the perspective of I I think I think his he obviously has, you know, some more some more time before he's he's draft eligible. Um but um you know to come in year one and obviously Lincoln Riley comes in and, you know, you get a bunch of transfers that come in as well. It's obviously, it's obvious that that program has kind of come back to the mystique of what we would all envision USC being right. You know, USC was down there for a while and now, you know, they've come roaring back with Lincoln Riley with a guy like Caleb Williams at quarterback and, and all the, the talent that they're going to be able to, to go recruit as a result of that. Um, but I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I, I can't really say I've had a chance to, you know, analyze that offense. I, I think Bryce Young, I've been really, really impressed with. Um, I think he's he's very NFL ready. Um, he, he, he just look at the the LSU game, and I know obviously that was a game we were all rooting for LSU and hoping they would win. But you you could not be impressed with, I think the the poise um, that that Bryce Young showed at the end of that game where. You remember the play I'm talking about, where you know it looks like he's sacked, and all of a sudden he, you know, he gets out of the grasp of guys and is able to scramble and make a play. Yeah. You know, more so now than ever, the ability for a quarterback to just buy a little extra time, you know, use his legs to get out of trouble, and then still deliver the ball down the field. You know, as a playmaker, um, obviously their ability to run the football when needed, but just the ability to still stand in the pocket, process, go through progressions, you know, deliver the ball on time, but also buy time and create, I think is something that, you know, you really have to have. And I think Bryce Young has all the traits. Coach Drew Brees, good luck to the Boilermakers, but not too much, okay? <laughs> Just make a good hey. effort. Uh, we... <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun, man. I, I hope I hope we get I hope we get a lot of L S U fans out there. I hope we get a lot I know there's gonna be a lot of Purdue fans out there. So let's uh let's have some fun. Let's make it a game. Hey thanks for the time Drew. Thank Appreciate you, Drew. It. Appreciate it. I guess so. Former Saints quarterback, future Hall of Famer, the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, also assistant interim coach with the Purdue Boilermakers. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users 
savings over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's a big weekend for grocery shopping for the holidays. Why not make it groceries and football? Join Mike Haas and Mike Dettelier tomorrow live from Rouse's Markets on Chopper Tools for a special edition of Fans in the Pro. We'll preview Saints in Atlanta. Talk college bowl games. Take your calls. Drop by. Say hi. The voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier tomorrow at Rouse's Market on Chapa right here on the home of the Saints and LSU, WWL. And speaking of LSU, big recruit coming Brian Kelly's way, Mike. Yeah, they got it today. And, and Javen Tavanio, um, Javen's a guy that uh, came to uh, camp a few years back. Uh, he was uh, entering his junior year. Five-star recruit. Um even back then, he talked about, uh, I would like to leave. The, he's from Arlington uh, in, in Texas. And he, he talked about, I'd, I'd like to leave the state of Texas, but not go too far. And so he, uh, he commits to LSU National Signing Day next week. Uh, and so, but LSU beat out Texas A&M, who came in real hard late. University of Texas. Um, he was a guy, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, were really after, along with Georgia. So when you beating out those guys and that position is a spot where LSU needs some numbers uh, at cornerback because of the fact that not only you got two corners, but also the nickel. And he could play both the nickel and also outside. So uh, Javen Tovano, uh, who is a really, really good player, uh, is a verbal commit. And we'll see what happens uh, next week. Uh, LSU's got to get at least five, as far as I'm concerned, either through transfer portal or signing. When this is all over with, they got to get at least five because it is being wiped out at the cornerback position uh, at LSU with these a lot of the one and doneers. All right, we'll step away and come back. Will McFadden, writer for the Falcoholic, host of Believe in Falcons podcast. We're going behind enemy lines next here on WWL. Mike and Christian back here on Sports Talk. Will McFadden, writer for the Falcoholic, host of the Believe in Falcons podcast. It's Saints and Falcons this Sunday in the Superdome. Week one, the Saints got the better of the Falcons, got the win. Uh, Will, what led to the, the quarterback change of Desmond Ritter from from uh, Marcus Mariota? 
Yeah, it's a big place to start. It's obviously the number one topic here in Atlanta this week. It's two things. Um, first off, it's just the performance of the offense here for Atlanta recently. They've lost four of their last five games heading into the bye week in each of their four losses, they failed to score more than 17 points. Uh, they really struggled to possess the football. Their um, number of drives in each of those games was really low, and it's something that they'd been doing well when they kind of got off to the surprising start against a much more difficult slate of opponents than I think uh, they've seen recently. And so Marcus Mariota was a big part of why the offense was struggling. He was missing a lot of the throws that the offense was trying to incorporate into what has been all season long, a really run-heavy offense. But they understand the need to evolve and adjust, and they gave the, the opportunity to Marcus to kind of hit some of these passes, maybe relax defenses a little bit from the line of scrimmage, and he wasn't getting it done. And so over the bye week, it presented the right time to get your – third-round rookie who has been operating as your backup quarterback and, as Arthur Smith said, you know, one snap away from becoming the starter at any point before this uh, this opportunity for him. But they haven't had to go to him. They feel like he's finally started to really pick up the mental side of the game, understand and digest the playbook so that they don't feel they have to pair anything back, even though they've got a rookie now running the show. So it's kind of two reasons. One, the performance of Marcus Mariota and the offense as a whole recently, specifically as it pertains to the passing game. And then just Desmond Ritter's kind of progression throughout his rookie season. And they feel like now is the right opportunity to give him a four game run, let him get his feet wet on Sunday. And then they'll see going into the off season, kind of what they have at that position. One thing for sure, Will, that was not 73 players better than the draft uh, than Desmond Ritter. Uh, that he lasted that long really surprised me. In the same way with Tyler at running back, that's not 150 players better than him. He was the 151 first player drafted. And Tyler's been a really good back. Um, he's shown, you know, he's no scrub as far as a back's concerned. And uh, uh, I, I think you got something there. And, and Drake London also. So just kind of talk about the three rookies. You talked a little bit about Desmond, but also Tyler at running back and, and Drake London. Uh, at the wide receiver position. For sure. Yeah, I can I can talk briefly just about what Desmond Ritter, his skill set, kind of what he brings to this offense, because we saw him in preseason. He looked sharp. He looked really good throwing the football, uh, could kind of deliver it all around the field. Accuracy was one of the key negatives of him coming out of Cincinnati, but particularly kind of early game accuracy. Once he settled in, he was pretty sharp with the football, but he didn't have any of those early miscues in the preseason. So I think you're going to see the Falcons offense kind of use the quick passing game in a way that they haven't this season. Let Desmond Ritter get the ball out, let him be decisive, and maybe turn some of these run attempts into screens, uh, shallow crossers, slants, quick outs, that type of thing, I think could play into Desmond Ritter's strengths. And, of course, he can still run. So the Saints need to still be aware of, of his ability to kind of tuck it and uh, pick up yardage himself. Tyler Algier, he has been really rock solid, I think, all season long. And, and he is what the Falcons wanted Mike Davis to be last year. When they brought in Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis last offseason, it was really Mike Davis who was the presumed starter and, and Cordero was going to be the kind of change of pace guy. That never materialized in the way they envisioned, obviously, because Cordero you know, put together a Pro Bowl season. 
This year, he has not been the featured back that I think a lot of people expected, and that's in part due to some injuries that he's dealt with uh, kind of throughout the year, but also because Tyler Algier has demanded his own workload. He, he gets about 12 to 14 carries a game, can average anywhere from you know four and a half to, to five and a half yards on, on those carries. So he does a little bit of everything that the Falcons want in, in a running back, and so he has been – Really, I think a pleasant surprise, and the reason why Cordero Patterson has not had to shoulder a big workload throughout the season. So I'm curious to see how they utilize him down this four-game stretch, especially with Kyle Pitts out. I think you could see a lot of Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson on the field at the same time on Sunday. So I would keep an eye out for that. And then Drake London, uh, you guys saw him in, in Week One. I mean, he kind of came out of the gates looking sharp, looking uh, polished as a as a rookie. He has big play ability, but we haven't really seen that a ton this season. I think that has more to do with the design of the offense than his individual ability. Uh, He can block, he can make contested catches. He can get open, I think, a little bit more frequently frequently than people assumed he would coming out of the draft. Uh, It was a high draft pick for Atlanta. The stats alone won't indicate that, you know, this year at least he was worth that high pick, but I I don't think anybody has any complaints or issues uh, with the way that Drake London has played so far this year. Will, what kind of game do you think we're going to see? you think we're going to see one of those wild, typical Saints-Falcons games? Yeah, yeah, I do, but I think it's going to be more of the low-scoring variety. I, I think it's going to be one of these where, you know, maybe there are a couple of turnovers on either side, um, I think that you're going to see a Falcons defense that really did uh, get after Jameis Winston in week one pretty effectively. And, and in looking back at that tape, you know, Alvin Kamara is, he likes to go out on passing routes, right? Like he likes to be involved as a playmaker in the offense, not so much as a, a step up and pick up that fifth, fifth defender who's coming after the quarterback kind of guy. And so the Saints did make an adjustment to either keep an extra tight end in or bring Mark Ingram kind of into the game a little bit more in week one. I'm curious to see how that chess match has evolved, but I expect the Falcons who, you know, have some guys that can apply pressure to kind of come after uh, Andy Dalton pretty early in the game. And then offensively for Atlanta, I, I expect them to ease Desmond Ritter into it, stick with the run game, maybe take a couple of shots early to try to loosen up that same secondary. But by and large, I think it'll be a competitive, kind of physical, maybe a little sloppy at times. But one of these, like, 17, 20, maybe coming down to the to the final drive, can somebody kick a game-winning field goal? Can Taysom Hill make a big play like he did in, in week one to kind of keep things in the balance? But, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a, a typical Saints-Falcons hate week, you know, coming down to the wire, uh, but I think it'll be on the lower scoring variety than than maybe this like 35-32 that we saw kind of in the Drew Brees, Matt Ryan heyday. Will McFadden, writer for the Falcoholic, host of the Believe in Falcons podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll step away and come back. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. It's a big weekend for grocery shopping for the holidays. Why not make it groceries and football? Join Mike Haas and Mike Dettelier live from Rouse's Market tomorrow on Chapatulis for a special edition of Fans and the Pro. They'll preview the Saints and Falcons game, talk college bowl games, and take your calls. Drop by, say hi to the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier tomorrow at Rouse's Markets on Chapatulis, right here on the home of the Saints and LSU on WWL, 4 to 6 p.m. tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. So you come on out and hoot out with 
uh, Haas and Detillier tomorrow at Rouse's Markets on Chapatulis. Mike, that's pretty much a wrap for your portion of the show. We had Drew Brees on, a really good interview, and if you missed it, here's the highlight. Is, yep. is our highlight our, – our, And it was Drew quick, Brees, too. Yeah, is Drew Brees <laughs> thinking about coaching in the long term? Nope. That was the answer he gave us. So the idea that he might get into coaching, this is just strictly interim, Mike. Yeah, and th- I always kind of read into how guys tell you things. He flat out said, I've done this for a long time. It was so quick a no and definitive that you knew that that was it. Now, you know, the question was posed to him, as you posed it to him, about long-term, and he quickly dismissed it about as fast as you could go with it, him just trying to help his school out in his time of transition with the head coach going to to Louisville and a lot of his assistants going, too. Mike, have a safe trip home. Thanks a lot. Talk Brandon to you Lang, guys more. Kevin Bryant will join us next hour as well. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.